Welcome to the Restoring Virtue podcast. My name is Emily, and I'll be your host. In this introduction, I'll share a little about who I am, why I created this content and its purpose, who it's for, and what to expect in future episodes. Again, my name is Emily. I grew up in Southern California, but have lived all my adult years in Alaska. By now, most of the California girl in me has been replaced with summer backpacking trips, catching fish, skis and snow boots, close encounters with bears, late night views of the northern lights, and dark winter days waiting for the midnight sun to come back. I'm married to a wonderful man. We have three children together. I'm good at almost anything I can do with my hands, and the pursuit of creativity has brought me much joy. I embark upon all tasks with small steps, but those small steps have helped me accomplish many of my goals. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My faith is the cornerstone of the life I've built, one of peace and happiness and of healing. I was sexually abused as a child by a family member. At the time, I thought I was the only person in the world this was happening to. I didn't disclose until I was 18 years old. Sadly, even after I disclosed, it still felt very taboo to talk about. As a result, I turned to my journal as a place to express the things I wanted to say but was afraid to, and writing became an important therapeutic practice for me. In 2013, the need to write my story consumed me. For two years, I traced my steps all the way back to when the abuse began and the many things that had shaped my life. Then, in 2015, I published what I had written and called it Restoring Virtue. Essentially, this book became my testimony of God and every other good and correct principle. It's about how I was able to access the atonement of Jesus Christ as a way to recover from childhood sexual abuse. I've had a number of people question my choice of the word virtue, stating, that as a sexual abuse survivor, my sexual purity remained intact, as this was an abuse perpetrated on me and not something I chose, therefore not something that needed to be restored. However, the word virtue is a very versatile word, with several different meanings, applications, and synonyms. In a religious setting, the word virtue is sometimes used to reference sexual purity, It's also used to describe a certain moral trait of a person who is grateful, humble, wise, or courageous. We say that these traits are the person's virtues. In the scriptures, virtue can be found in place of words such as righteousness, holiness, power, or sacred. The New Testament tells the story of a woman ill, with an issue of blood, who, in a crowd, reaches out to touch the garment of Jesus Christ. In response to her touch, these words from Jesus are found in Luke chapter 8, verse 46. Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. In this scripture, the meaning of the word virtue could be interpreted as power. Verse 2 of section 25 in the Doctrine and Covenants is revelation given to Emma Smith, the prophet Joseph Smith's wife. It says, If thou art faithful and walk in the paths of virtue before me, I will preserve thy life, and thou shalt receive an inheritance in Zion. Here, the word virtue could be read as righteousness or holiness. 
The Latin origin of the word virtue, or virtus, means strength. This definition is why I chose the word in the title of my book and in this podcast, Restoring Virtue. Restore means to bring back to a state of health or to make restitution of anything taken away or lost. I love the word virtue used in this sentence. Virtuous women and men possess a quiet dignity and inner strength. As well as this, I love the imagery in this definition. Virtue is an inner light that can save a soul. It was that inner light or inner strength that was taken away or lost to me and needed to be brought back. If you're still listening right now, this podcast is probably for you. It's for people who have experienced sexual trauma. It's for those who've had another person make an unwelcome or inappropriate sexual advance in any way, either through force, advantage, manipulation, threats, or coercion. I'll be speaking directly to you, to us, and to we, because we are in this together. For every victim of abuse, there's a circle of people who are impacted, known as secondary victims. So if you are a parent, a child, or a friend who is concerned about your loved one, this podcast is also for you. It's worth mentioning that there are people who have read my book who have not personally been impacted by sexual abuse and still found value in the story I share. I expect the same to be true of this podcast. So if abuse has not been your experience, there may still be something here for you. This podcast is for you too. As I previously stated, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is for other members of my church. I use quotes from prophets and scripture from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, along with other standard works accepted by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My point of view on Jesus Christ's gospel has been shaped by the doctrines and teachings of these prophets and books of scripture. If you're not a member of this church, I invite you to stay and to listen. Good things are universal, and this world needs as much good as it can get. If you're joining me and sexual abuse has been your personal experience, I'm sure you've tried different therapies and self-care routines, but that's not what this podcast is. The purpose of this podcast is to help victims of sexual trauma overcome the effects by incorporating principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ into their lives as part of the healing process. But it can be difficult for the abused to accept even basic gospel principles into our personal framework of experience, leaving us with many unanswered questions. For example, it's a common defense for victims of abuse to shut down our feelings. We may then withdraw from the teaching that a loving Father in heaven watches over us. The teaching that we have inherent worth contradicts what abuse has conditioned us to believe, that our only worth comes from what others can take from us. The teaching that life has divine purpose may leave us wondering why and for what purpose we've had to suffer the undue hardships of abuse. And the truth that forgiveness is for all is a painful principle for us who have been the recipients of evil acts. Nothing I talk about in this podcast is new if you're familiar with the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
All discussions are focused through the lens of abuse in an effort to help victims see where they fit in God's plan and how to make sense of their experience as it relates to gospel principles. If you want to know more about my personal experience, you can find a link to purchase a copy of my book, Restoring Virtue, at restoring-virtue.com. The gospel principles we'll discuss are progressive. Each episode builds off the previous ones, so listen to them in order. Throughout this podcast, I'll use the terms sexual assault, sexual abuse, and sexual trauma, and sexual violence interchangeably. You might be listening because you happen to come across this material, or were referred by someone. You might not think this will help. Questions may arise in your mind. I haven't experienced exactly what you've experienced, but I have felt what you felt. If you'll commit to listening to the end, I promise you'll hear the voice of someone who cares. You are the expert on your own life. This podcast is meant simply to explore from another perspective how trauma and other people's response to trauma have obstructed your ability to believe in true principles and how to move past those barriers to get to the real source of healing, God himself. My role here is simply to share the Spirit of God, to validate you in your experience, to tell you that you are not alone, and to inspire you to find answers for yourself. I would be honored to be part of your healing process if you let me. For now, I'd like to share one more scripture with you found in Alma chapter 31, verse 5. And now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, Yea, it had had more powerful effect upon the minds of the people than the sword or anything else which had happened unto them. Therefore, it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God. In this scripture, the word virtue could be thought of as the truths of God. There are many people who have loved me on my journey. I've incorporated self-care routines into my life that help relieve anxiety, I've found a lot of value in participating in support groups and been helped by therapies. I've learned that laughing with my husband and hiking with my friends and serving at church, doing art with my daughters and deep conversation with my son all bring great balance to my life. But the single greatest force that has brought healing, happiness, peace, clarity, really everything that has been restored to me has been through the word of God. This is my testimony, that God is real, that Jesus Christ is his son. Together they love and heal and bless, and that good things come in time to those who believe. And that is what I hope you'll find here if you're willing to try the truths of God. 